0: What's up everybody? Welcome to the House of Mario, the South Australian Nintendo podcast that is backed by 120 Power Star Rating. I'm your host Drew Agnew and the doors to episode 144 are open. Joining me on the show this week for twice in a row. Holy shit, it's a record for him. It's Bryce DeWitt. Record. That's a bit fucking rude. Now, <laughs> See, what what I like to do each time is uh, think of something just to stir you up, and uh, it works. Yeah, usually ninety percent of the time, usually it's something like sort
1: of nice, like the beautiful BLT or some <laughs> shit like that. But now you're just now
0: you're just being you know snarky. Hey, I've got to get some of my rage out for you leaving me for uh, for a virus. Yeah. yeah, I was very jealous of that virus actually, <laughs> taking Bryce to away from me. And an actual guest—it's Seamus Mullins. How you going, man?
2: Yeah, I'm good. Glad to be returning for now the third time. Oh uh, it's probably maybe more than that now. I think
0: it was. Th- I think this is the third time. Uh, yeah. Maybe.
2: Uh, yeah. I I just want to say when the intro is happening, I just really want to join Murray and going Yahoo, Woohoo! But I really withheld myself. Did you? Yeah.
0: Oh, well. <laughs> you can have a go. There you go. <laughs> Here we
2: go. Here we go.
3: Woohoo! Woohoo!
0: All right, Bryce. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. So we've got a bit more of a serious matter I just want to address before we jump into the show.
1: Yeah. Uh, a couple of things to address, actually, including the one that we... Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. Um,
1: so uh, first off, uh, there's a lot of political you know, happenings going on in the world right now after the uh, death of George Floyd. Um, it's uh, very tragic and uh, people are starting to sort of come to their own and rise up and... Trying to do something about the police brutality in America And and we're seeing some of it over here as well With uh, people attending a rally for Aboriginal people as well um, In Adelaide and Melbourne, I believe Uh, So I guess I just want to address that um, You know, everything going on in the world right now Whether it be coronavirus or the death of George Floyd And stuff like that It's all absolute chaos Um, But in the terms of standing with uh, George Floyd We do uh and we hope that uh even through these rights even though you know they're seeing a lot of loss of small business owners and you know people getting hurt uh that something positive will come out of it and hopefully we'll see change um it's very important uh police brutality has been a common thing uh in across history i suppose and something really does need to change especially for uh, the black people of America, or even the Aboriginal Aboriginal people from here. The statistic is like 2% population of Aboriginal people here now with a 28% uh, prison time stati- uh, statistic. Um, and there's a lot of Aboriginal people here that have died in imprisonment mm. uh, due to ill treatment and such. And it's very much the same in America. So it's it's a huge deal. Um There's many places that you can, uh, there's many ways rather that you can support the uh, cause, whether it be through donation or even just uh, speaking out and being in support of change. So, uh, yeah, I guess I just wanted to let everybody know that we stand with it. Uh, it, It's obviously a very hard time, but uh, something does need to change and it needs to change sooner rather than later. It should have changed ages ago, so...
0: Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Well, said. yeah, uh, so it's been a it's been a pretty crazy time uh, on with Apple Podcast reviews lately. So we sort we said a couple of weeks ago that we charted in the uh, Apple Podcast charts for Denmark. Uh, then we got a review from uh, one of our listeners, Jacob. And then later that week, I don't know how and I don't know why, but somehow we managed to get to number one on the Denmark podcast charts, which was just absolutely incredible. And since then, we've actually got some more reviews from people in Denmark. So this is a review from uh, also Denmark, and it's titled Another Message from Denmark. And they say, Daniel shared your podcast on a Danish Nintendo Facebook fan site. I've listened to the podcast for non-stop. Listen to this. Uh, listen to this podcast is going to be a regular thing for me from now on. You guys are exactly what I've been searching for. So thank you very much for that review. And we got another one uh, wow. titled "Chiming in with the Danes." <laughs> <laughs> so my morning commute will be significantly improved from here on out. Thanks for the show. Uh, so it's just uh, been incredible because you know we're such a. Um, small podcast just recording it in our um, spare bedroom type of thing and to get to number one of anything let alone uh, a chart on Apple podcasts is just incredible so thank you to all of our listeners in Denmark it's absolutely incredible we oh. could get there like
1: and and a, and a special thank you to uh, Daniel Jacobson for actually sharing us in a Danish Nintendo group and yeah yeah know, and really really pushing the note uh, it's it was you know eye-opening to see that happened this week unfold um when we talked about it we were sort of like uh thinking you know we don't really get like we get a decent decent uh decent chart rating for australia uh but we've just absolutely (laughs) smashed it in a country we're nowhere near close to which we never really thought that would happen. Yeah, uh, absolutely. So,
0: yeah. yeah, so if you'd like to leave us an Apple podcast review, it definitely helps. And if you're not on Apple podcast or anything, you can follow a link. Um, I don't know the exact link, but I think it's the house of Mario uh, dot uh, simple casts. And that will be changed to just the house And if you go down the left, you can go to recast. And through that, you can actually take clips out of any episode of the podcast and download them or share them to social media. Um, so that really helps just, share the word and get the podcast out there to anyone who might be interested in listening to it.
1: Yeah. If you've got your favourite moment on the show and you want to take a a snapshot of it and share it to Twitter, you can do that. Yeah. And it's awesome.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So let's uh, let's jump into some discussion, guys. So Xenoblade Chronicles came out, um, I guess, last Friday. Uh, Unfortunately, we have not got an opportunity to play it yet, which is a bit of a shame since it's uh, one of Nintendo's big releases, I guess, since Animal Crossing, since it's a pretty scarce year. Yeah. Um, but you've got it in the mail. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had a busy weekend. Seamus, you, are you interested in Xenoblade at all or given it a pass?
2: Um, I am actually. It, it looks like something I'd be really into Uh, and it came out on the Wii originally. Yes. Yes, it did, yeah. And I never had a Wii and then did it get brought? I do not think it came to Wii U but it was on the 3DS. Yeah, it was on the 3DS. Yeah, yeah. and I actually bought... A um, a copy for it for my 3DS when I had one before I traded that in for a Nintendo Switch, the shame, but, you know, uh, worth it. Not really. <laughs> no. <laughs> Got to make your money work for you, man. <laughs> um, and the thing is because, you know, it's like a big open world for person action RPG, you kind of need two dual sticks for it. And the, like I had uh, the 3DS like new, so it had that tiny little.
3: Yeah, the like, nub. A, <laughs> the nub <laughs> yeah. And like
2: I tried it with like another game from memory and I just, I just knew I wasn't going to have a good time playing babe mm. with it, so I never actually did. Yep. So to see it remastered uh, for Switch is is really cool. Uh, I'm I'm pretty interested to check it out. However, I did watch the trailer for it, and like personally, the English voice acting really put me off. Nice. Like I just mm. yeah, I just did not did not like it at all. And you know, it's personal opinion. It's not saying it's bad necessarily, but just I was just like. Mm, uh, so I'm hoping that, like, you can just play it in Japanese voice acting?
1: I'm not sure you can, but <sighs> I will tell you. I will tell you as somebody that went back and played the first one before the second one came out, it does seem jarring at first, but one, it grows on you, okay. and two, the English voice acting in Xenoblade Chronicles 2 is worse, but <laughs> that, is, that is not because of the voice actors is because they had very little direction right. on what they were going about. Mm. But the English voice cast does actually very much grow on you as you go further into that game. It just, it, it feels weird playing a Japanese RPG with an English voice cast, but it does work um, all the way up until the end. Um, okay. It gets very good. The other thing was, is that um, on the Wii, it's actually very hard to obtain here. And the most accessible place before this was probably the 3ds Um, because uh, when it was originally released, it was Japanese exclusive, um, and then people uh, banded together and tried to get a petition going called Operation Rainfall to get the last three uh, JRPGs released on the Wii in Japan to uh, Westside, and that was uh, Pandora's Tower, Last Story, and Xenoblade Chronicles. Mm -hmm. They brought all three of them out, but they were all very limited run. Right. So they were very hard to get a hold of, and then past that, the only other place to get it apart from the 3DS and Wii was the Wii U eShop, which, as we know, the Wii U sold like crap. So not many people knew that.
0: Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Like just for the voice acting, it was pretty de- uh, divisive back in the day. Like it stood mm. out to a lot of people. Um, so yeah, I I I don't mind it from what I've heard. So I'll jump into it, but it it it. It's jarring,
1: but it gets better.
0: <laughs> yeah. Okay, that's, that's I, good to know. I
1: really, really, really enjoyed that game. Uh, I played, as I've as I've mentioned before, I played it on Emulator because it was really <laughs> hard to find anywhere else. But I really wanted to play it, and um, I would have thought that it would have bothered me much more than it did. But by the end of it, I was happy with it. And Shulk having an English voice and just about every other cameo appearance he's made, including Smash Brothers, is now iconic for him
2: yeah that is pretty cool, yeah
1: which you know if, if Shulk were any other way, I feel like it just wouldn't be as good yeah, yeah. I, it's it's really a part of his character now and mm. everybody gets the i'm really feeling it
0: and, <laughs> you know because yeah, since i'm I'm yet to play through it like uh this uh edition is pretty much perfect chance for me to jump into it, mm-hmm. but when I'm like watching gameplay I'm like oh That that music's from Smash Bros, or that bit's from Smash Bros. (laughs) It's like a lot of the other characters, like the Earthbound characters or whatever. It's like, oh, that's where that little Mm. um, Easter egg or whatever comes from. Yeah. 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 So at the moment, the game's sitting at an 89 on Metacritic. So it seems like it's regarded quite well. Yeah, it's pretty good. But I'm just looking, before it was launched, it it was a little bit worrying because information was coming out that it was running at like a super low resolution. I think it was like 720 um, in docked and under basically under HD in handheld mode. Um, So there's an article from Nintendo Life, uh, which basically breaks down what Digital Foundry um, found. So the article is uh, we've now, well, it says now we're just hours away from Xenoblade Chronicles edition, but it's out now. So they gave it a 9 out of 10. It seems to align perfectly with other outlets and it sits at an 89 on Metacritic at the moment. But an early tech analysis left some fans a little bit concerned about the game's performance. As always, it's time to pass things over uh, to the technical wizards at Digital Foundry. The team has put together a new Xenoblade re-release through its paces to see exactly what's going on under the hood. Uh, the video below digital foundry notes that the internal report was indeed correct just like Xenoblade chronicles 2 the game maxes out at 720p when docked and can drop down to uh 540 and sits between 540 and th- uh, 378p in handheld mode very uh, specific uh, yeah. thing yeah and uh, that that sort of um put me off of it a bit like like I said, I haven't played it yet on Switch, but that seems like a super low resolution. Yeah, that's a little it was, disappointing. Yeah. It was a
1: really big problem with Xenoblade Chronicles 2. And mm. to be honest, it makes it an absolute bitch to play on the light. Like
2: yeah, really, would, yeah.
1: You you the screen being a little bit smaller on the light probably diminishes it a little bit, but the fact that you can't like put put it in a dock and play it on a TV makes it so much worse. Mm. And like uh I went and played through two anyway like that i played 160 hours of 2 so you know i can i can say pretty well that i dealt with it and it did suck but you know the time that i spent playing it on the tv it looked great and you know a lot of people sort of had criticized the first trailer when it came out because they're like oh no you made it look more anime now i'm not interested and everybody's just like, bitch, you're playing a JRPG. Yeah. (laughs) Please just give me a fucking break because that game looks gorgeous now. Like if you go back to the Wii now, yeah, sure, it doesn't look as anime, but it also (laughs) looks very old. Yeah. Uh, Because they really tried to push the technical limits for that game on the Wii, and to a degree they've had to do so on the Switch now with all the graphical upgrades Um, because the areas are large, the world is very beautiful, um, but something that uh, Monolith... Has always very much prioritized is scale and you know some nice textures, uh, over than just making everything sort of run at its absolute best. They want the world to look like really fulfilling, beautiful, huge. Uh, yeah, you know, their work on Breath of the Wild that was the same way. So, yeah, it, it is disappointing, but um, yeah, I've come to expect it from Xenoblade Chronicles 2. Yeah.
0: Here, here, it does say that uh, it looks it looks better than Xenoblade Chronicles Two in handheld yeah. mode, but um, yeah, that's up for I guess debate. Just when we actually get to play it.
1: Well, I would argue that the areas in Xenoblade Chronicles One, uh, Xenoblade, ugh, Jesus, I can't talk today. Xenoblade Chronicles One are bigger than the ones in Xenoblade Chronicles Two. Right. So, you know, for them for them to step up and say, you know, oh, well, it's running better than two, that's still an improvement because the areas in one are bigger than what they are in two. Right, mm-hmm. yeah. that yeah. That is a little disappointing
2: to hear for me because I'm one of these people that play like 95% of the time in handheld mode just because mm. I just love that. I love playing in bed and on the couch and in various weird positions. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Ooh. handheld just works for me. <laughs> so, yeah. um, but I guess an important thing, to, and i sort of forget sometimes this you know the the wonder of the switch is that you know you can just dock it and play it on the tv as as well as it being an awesome handheld um companion console and in situations like this which is like kind of a triple a rpg open world game it's kind of like it's gonna look best on tv yeah anyway yeah yeah, yeah. and then you want to ex- experience those beautiful environments on on the big tv regardless so it makes sense to play it on tv and that's probably where I would end up spending a lot of my time playing it. So it's good to know that, you know, it's
1: still run, it run the yeah. 3DS copy. Him, trust
2: am <laughs> Yeah. <me. laughs> so can't complain too much. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Cause I, I can see myself playing this 90% in handheld mode. So, um, when I get my hands on it, we'll see, uh, if it puts me off or not. Probably not because, you know, I, I played 3DS and all that back in the day. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, it's not going to be too much of a stretch, but, um, you guys out there who have uh, played the game already over the weekend, you will have a lot better idea than us because we are yet to play it. Yeah, um, we'll bl- get there though. Blame the postal service for Bryce. And
1: yes, it's supposed to be blame coming tomorrow and nobody's going to be home. <laughs> <laughs> I hate it.
0: It's funny because you're actually going down to where the shops are anyway, but you've got to miss the postman so you won't get your yeah. get your copy.
1: I'm thinking about hitting the option that says leave in a safe place on my thing.
0: Yeah. Know. It's like it's a game. It's not like it's leaving like a computer or something. No, like no. yeah. So shouldn't yeah. be too bad. And then Drew's just outside Bryce's house all tomorrow, just waiting. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good point. Actually, I'll <laughs> I'll save myself eighty bucks. and I'll just go around the prices <laughs> and get it for free. Oh, no, shut up! No. i be like, did you get the? Did you get your copy, mate? It's like, no, no. Oh, that's a shame. That's <laughs> shame. I've been loving mine. Oh. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> <laughs> so like, Drew, drew did you buy physical? Yeah, I ended up deciding to buy physical a bit bit cheaper as on special, a bit closer as well. Didn't have to. <laughs> drive half an hour it's only actually a five minute drive to your place I mean the shop
1: <laughs> okay yeah. alright all right.
0: so guys <laughs> um, been playing anything interesting over the last week or so or year I don't know <laughs> <laughs> I guess I guess I can start first I've um, I've uh, just been Jesus I've just been playing Pokemon Go still I've uh, got pretty obsessed with that over the, the May where they've been holding all the events each each month that's uh, sort of finished now so I've been more relaxed on it but um, really, really enjoyed all the research over the last four weeks. They did a basically different um, uh, research task, Seamus. So each week you complete it and you get a legendary, and you get items and that from it. And uh, if you complete all of them uh, in a week or so, you get access to an exclusive one. You only get if you finish all of them. Or buy a pass. Or buy a pass. I think it's eight eight dollars American um, for that pass. So I guess you save. It. You get it. You get some exclusive stuff too if you actually complete it rather than just buy it.
2: Ah, that's good.
0: Yeah. So I've uh, just been doing that. And I, out of the heap of friends, I uh, put out my uh, friend code for Pokemon Go on Twitter and just like literally 60-something people added me. Just like random people, people must just follow the Pokemon Go hashtag just to add friends so they can exchange gifts. So uh, I'm exchanging gifts like crazy. And that seems like a really good way to get experience points as well.
2: So so what are the things that you can do with friends online then um, through Pokemon Go?
0: Um. Basically, what you can do stuff if you're local, but a lot of them are. I got a lot of, um, a lot of them are from Japan and stuff like that. So I probably, I'll assume I'll never see them to trade my Growler for something. (laughs) But uh, basically, you just exchange gifts and you can get items through that. And at the moment, because of uh, you know coronavirus and people being stuck inside, they're uh, allowing a lot more items to come from those gifts. So. I'm just like in Pokeball heaven. Like usually it's like quite hard to accumulate heaps, but I'm actually deleting Pokeballs to make room to open more gifts. Like it's just um, absolutely crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Um, finished all that and looking forward to the, I think it's Genesect in the next one. It's, you know the themed, I think for the fifth generation. So mm. yeah, looking forward to that. I don't really have much to say. I just sort of been, you know, i go to the shops, i pick up Pokemon Go, i do that. And been playing a bit at home just for the changes they made. As yeah,
2: well. yeah. Well, if you go on Drew's Twitter, which is iDrewby, you can see him posting about it very often. Right, right. well, recently. Well,
0: there there was a week <laughs> there where I was just getting shiny after shiny, and you just you can't help but a bit of a just shiny brag, flex, a yeah, bit of a flex every a now and then. <laughs> hey boys, look at this uh, Pikachu! I found it's a bit darker colour. Yeah, how do you like that? <laughs> oh. But everyone's like, oh nice, oh, nice. Hit that heart button, retweet, get it circulating. Let's go. <laughs> It is funny about that Pikachu though. It's a shiny Pikachu, but it had an Umbreon hat because it was um, themed in the in the for the Johto week. So it had a Umbreon because it was the most popular Johto does Pokemon. That,
2: does that make it more rare or it makes it very rare? Shannas. Oh wow!
0: You never, you'll, you won't be able to get one ever again, unless they say unless they accidentally flip the wrong switch at Niantic and delete everything. Yeah, no, don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. All right. Seamus, what about you, man? Um
2: I've I've started to finally slow down a bit on Animal Crossing. I've I've become a bit burnt out on the turnip stock market. Uh, <laughs> and I've just got like I've just gone to a point where to actually do things beyond just basic chores and stuff, like renovating my island properly or doing stuff in my villages, it's I just know it's gonna take a lot of time and I just I feel like I just need maybe a little bit of a break and just to come back to it. Cause I've played like just over a hundred hours of animal crossing, which like to reflecting on, I'm like, Oh yeah, I, I can see how I easily did that over the last couple of months. Cause you know, it's the main thing I've been playing, but on yeah. reflection, like that's a lot of time oh, damn, straight in, that is. In, in one game, especially in animal crossing when you mainly just run around on the same patch of Island <laughs> talking to same villages yeah. every single day. Yeah. Um, so I've slowed down on that. And now I've recently started Valkyria Chronicles, the original one for the first time. Um, it came out originally on the PS3 from memory mm. and was ex- an exclusive there. Yeah, it was for a yeah. period of time. Yeah. Cause I remember a lot of people talking it up, and a lot of like best of PlayStation free game lists and stuff for a while. But now it's just on everything. It's on PC, on Steam, and now on Switch. Um, and I've seen a few friends streaming it and playing it recently. And I've always been interested in it. I'm a big strategy game fan. And it just I finally just got pushed over the edge in, over the past week or so and just decided to just jump in. And I'm really loving it. I'm really, really enjoying it. Um It's funny, I've recently seen and played a few Japanese games and I've just been taken aback a bit by just how crazy the tone is. Often this, like, so one example is Yakuza, another example is Valkyria Chronicles, often dealing with pretty serious tones, like Yakuza killing each other or like a war and racism in Valkyria Chronicles, but it's very much always offset by, look, we found the pig when we're (laughs) off to battle and (laughs) the pig's mother died, so we we'll just adopt it now. And it's very cute. And it's like, you go into this battle and like, and if any of your soldiers die of your squad, like they're dead, dead for good. Like it's permadeath. Um, and so it's some somewhat like XCOM. So you get very attached to your characters and they have their own stories and interactions with each other. And they like different members of your team and have a tribute. So you could grow pretty close to them. So, you know, it'd be pretty heartbreaking if any of them died. Fingers crossed. None of mine have
0: yet. But- are you, are you the type of person that will reset it? If, uh, one does die or you just let it go? Um depends who they are, I guess. Yeah, and it you depends love how them.
2: like cheap it is, like how mm. cheap the death is. If it's like I just make a really dumb move, I'll just be kind of like mm, I'll just feel like, oh I'm probably gonna fail anyway and just, you know, reset, something like that. But I haven't I haven't done that so far, so we'll see. But you know, after after murdering dozens of people from the evil Nazi Empire, they're pretty much Nazis. Um, it's just like, yeah. good work team. Good work, Pig. Being part of the squad now, it's like, yay! And it's like, <laughs> <laughs> and it's, like it, it's and it's the same with Yakuza. Like the the side missions in those games are just all over the place, but it just works. Like it yeah. just and I, f- I think it's actually really good way to balance it out because otherwise those serious tones could probably just get a bit too much. Um, and it's made me reflect a little bit more on Western games recently, which often the tone is generally like pretty consistent and pretty serious mm. for the most part. Um, you know, if you're playing a Call of Duty game, it's pretty full on for the most part, and just def, 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 action, action, action. And reflecting on that, it's like, yeah, that's actually kind of like a lot. And
0: could you imagine a Call of Duty game like you're doing your thing, but then there's a cutscene, and like there's one soldier comes up to you. I found a
2: pig. Yeah, found a, <laughs> a pig with wings. In wow. Fact.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: um. So yeah, it's it's
2: been good. The strategy side of it is really fun. It's just like much just like a puzzle you just have to f- figure out the best way to solve it the ranking is really um challenging like it's like the first couple i was like oh yeah i did that pretty well it's like d and i'm like <laughs> it's the first mission man like i'm just i'm learning the mechanics it's like get good like you're just not you're just not good enough um but i actually almost want to replay them to get better scores because i just enjoy the the sort of turn-based nature of it and the puzzle solving involved with it because there's different classes you can use um and There'll be different advantages for different classes depending on the map, which can be a little annoying sometimes because there was one I started in a city and I brought in my sniper and there was a watchtower right there at the spawn, chucked her up there and she was killing it. It was really satisfying. Next map, I'll bring my sniper again, put them in, there's no watchtowers. There's nothing. (laughs) They're they're just useless. And I wouldn't mind if there was just like a recommendation for the mission of like, maybe focus on these or don't bring this because then it just kind of means... I jump in, do a turn i I'm like, okay, this is just dumb. Jump back out, go back in. And I've had to have done that once or twice. It's not too bad, but you know,
0: yeah,
2: because it's, it's, it's give give me a little bit of help, game, because it can be really brutal. It can mm. be quite challenging. Yeah,
0: yeah. It's a game that came was it was it roughly like 2007 or eight or it's around there. Its original release year on PS3 wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Because like back then, like a lot of games didn't do much, too much to ease you into it or help you really. No, no. As well, yeah, and
2: it it does ease you in. me, um, (laughs) (laughs) And it does easy in in a lot of things like, like any sort of JRPG, like there is just like a lot of mechanics to learn and it slowly gives it to you over time, sometimes even too slowly. Um, But for the most part, it it is pretty good. And like, I I'm enjoying the story. It's kind of interesting um, seeing the characters get more depth over time and the squad learning about each other. Um, And there is a lot, there is a lot of character character building that I do really enjoy. And Alicia, for anyone who's played it is just best girl. Like I she, watched the anime. Uh, yeah. Oh geez. there's an anime. Yeah,
0: there is, yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Because <laughs> I, I want I wanted to play it back um, before I had to play PS3. And I, I found out there was an anime. And that's when we were downloading anime all the time at school. Ah, right, so I found out yeah. there's a Vikerea Chronicles anime. I'm like, yes, yeah, fantastic. to um, okay,
2: have to watch it now then, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: It's pretty good. Oh. Sorry, bumped the bump down your table there. Um <laughs> Yeah, no,
2: Alicia's best girl. I will not let her die. I will fight for her <laughs> until the end. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, that's that's mostly what I've been playing.
0: Um Yeah. And that game's yeah. quite often on sale, like for like fifty percent off. So it's yeah. like thirteen dollars. Like it's like crazy cheap. Yeah, nice and well sale.
2: well worth it. I just decided to buy it for full price, which here in Australia was like twenty seven AUD. Yeah, yeah. And I'm kind of like, I'm very happy. Paying that like it's well well worth it like and there's several more games in the series now the last one Valkyria Chronicles Four came out in 2018 so Mm. there's plenty more to dive into as well yeah
0: yeah so like there's only uh, the first one and the fourth one on Switch the other two are no they're still locked to PSP I think oh really oh yeah and they never came out of Japan either
2: oh really yeah so. Six, just one and four. I hope there's no story or character development. I think they're They're, all they're probably different characters and stuff. They're all yeah. like
0: separate worlds, yeah, yeah. like kind of like Final Fantasy, I think's the type of thing. Right. Fire yeah. Emblem type deal. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. All right, Bryce, what about you, you big old pork chop?
1: Well, the, only thing it's, <laughs> the only thing I've really played that's uh, new and noteworthy this week, um, well, not new in terms of release, but for me it was new, uh, was A Hat in Time.
2: Oh, cool! Oh, nice. I've been
1: uh, I've been meaning to get around to it uh, for a while because it just fits every every single bit of motif that is like banjo kazooie 3D expl- exploration platforming, having different hats and using different abilities and stuff like that. So I started that off and um, having a lot of fun with it and the movement options that come with it as well, mm-hmm. like traversing levels. Um, I'm trying to sort of complete every world as I go rather than you know leave. Getting to the next one, then leaving, then you know coming yeah. back and doing it all after. Um, so it's been good. Um, I like how most of the games pretty much voice acted, uh, and I really don't know why the developer thought he wasn't going to bring this to Switch because it's perfect for that. Yeah,
0: it's like just like looking at it, it's like, all right, yeah. <laughs> why wouldn't you bring this to a Nintendo platform?
1: Yeah, because somebody was uh, somebody asked him the question. He's like, ha ha ha, no. And it's just like, okay, but why wouldn't you? It's like literally perfect for the platform and then eventually i suppose he went and caved and yeah here it is and pretty good thing you did do because it's literally perfect for the console mm. um i played it mostly in handheld so you know it's just been a pick up, play get a get a time piece and you know, bugger off type of thing and just do bit by bit it's been really fun um i haven't gotten that far yet it's sort of a work in prog um yeah. And yeah, it's just been my tide over until I get to Xenoblade. But yeah, yeah. Um, Zelda was on the uh, roster as well, but that's sort of just been a slow burn. Um, Still getting yeah your, your seeds and all of that fun. Actually, I think the next, I think the next thing I'm going to do is probably Master Trials for that. Um, mainly because I went and got the Master Sword, and then a lot of people were saying that. The, the beginner trials are actually the worst trials out of the lot of them. All right. So I'm trying to beat them. Like in master mode for some reason, for whatever reason it may be, it could just be because of the way weapons are balanced and stuff like that um, throughout the trials. Uh, trying to beat the beginner trials is an absolute nightmare and it's the one where you have to use the most variable ways to kill things uh, because your weapons are mostly sticks and... <laughs> you know traveler swords whereas like when you get to the middle tier you get start getting stuff that's like 26 damage points or whatever it may be um and then you get to the higher end and you get a few ancient arrows which you can take out like the lionel and all that stuff with Mm. so yeah from what i'm hearing it's it's mostly just the beginner trials suck and yeah they do because i've been fucking i tried it like (laughs) for three hours the other night oh boy
0: you sound a bit over it. What are you talking about? <laughs> it, you're like, Yeah, fucking. Yeah, fuck
1: oh, I'm. I'm. Most people. There's. There's so many people that literally just glitch out of the beginner trials and pass it. They're like. Well, that God, sounds all right. Do that. <laughs> I, I'm. I'm thinking about it because it sucks. Like, ninety percent of trying to get through the beginner trials is bombing things until they die, and that's easier said than done. Like, because as the go up in grades, they get smarter and know how to dodge bombs. So it's a pain in the ass, and then you have to try and trap him in a corner and keep him consistently smashed up against the wall. When I really could just walk up to a the first camp, the first camp, pick up the shield, walk at a wall, and then do a shield glitch through the wall, and then literally walk all the way to where a spawn the the room is spawned for the
0: last thing. Kill the Hinox with a metal box and piss off. All right, so <laughs> let's let's talk about mass mode as a whole. Do you feel like they actually did a good job with how they? Um, put that into the game because what you're telling me right now does not sound like fun. No, it's just a a trial of the sword. The trial of the sword is made like that. It's made to be an
1: absolute pain in the ass. You know, um, on standard, it's easier on master mode. The beginner trials are apparently the absolute worst of the lot and there's no way you can really avoid that. Um, Master mode itself is crafted pretty well. It's very intimidating when you start off and you do have to use a lot of environmentals if you want to make it through the plateau at a relatively decent pace. Uh, you know, blowing cobblins into the water with a korok leaf and stuff like that, or off the plateau in general, and then looting their camp chest so you've got a decent weapon to run or run around with and whatever. Um, but it does balance itself out as you as you get off the plateau and pick up a couple of stronger weapons and stuff like that. And then I think a lot of it's micromanagement past that. Um, obviously in the standard game killing things is not too bad but things in master mode are always a grade up from what they were in the normal game and they have regenerating health so you've really got to sort of um, probably hit the taluses like mark off taluses as you find them is what I do I mark them off and then every blood moon I go through a cycle of them I went and built Towns straight away and then every time the day uh for for a couple days every time the day refreshes i go back to the arrow shop pick up a shit ton of arrows and then i'll keep doing that until my stocks are completely full and then that way sounds like you're playing animal crossing (laughs) well no yeah sort of to a degree but if you pick up a couple of sledgehammers which you get two of them in the plateau Mm. you can take down taluses really quickly because that's what they're weak to is hammer weapons or blunt weapons in general so yeah, you just go take them down. Then you've got all the arrow stock you need. You just need to upkeep your weapon, your bows and stuff. Um, you can go grab the Hylian shield straight away, which obviously saves you a shit ton of time trying to find a decent shield. Um, and then because you've got Tarrytown built, you can just go buy a new one when you run out of it. And as long as you keep that talus farm up, you'll never run out of a weapon or, well, out of arrows or shields. And then it's just making sure you grab a couple bows when you see them. And when you grab a couple swords, you see them and stuff. Yeah. yeah. So it's not it's not too bad. You're just gonna be smarter about how you how you use your durability and all that. But you the same thing as what most people are saying. As you as you get further on in the game and you pick up those weapons that are you know like fifty plus or whatever, it really it's much much more negligible than you think it is. I think you know all the enemies might be upgraded and they might regenerate health, but you've got strong weapons and those weapons are made to kill things quickly, uh, even in master mode. So. Yeah. It's, not,
0: it's not that bad. Sounds like you've got a good strategy to win the Hunger Games anyway by uh, all of that. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, just <laughs> make sure I go and pick five durians from a
1: tree and chuck them in a pot, and there you go. You've got 20 gold hearts. <laughs> Isn't that nice? That Ooh. is nice. Don't even have to worry about it. The Hunger Games are nothing. I won't be hungry. I've got 20 gold hearts. Ooh.
0: Yeah. All right, Bryce, uh, let's move into some news. Now. <laughs> hey that on. Oh, hi. I my friends. My All right, so not much news this week, guys. Which is a nice, uh, nice, uh, nice pace to go at. We had a fair bit of news the last month or so. so uh. It's somehow still been coming out, but this one's from oh, well, this one's just a, just a press release from Niantic for Pokemon Go Fest 2020. So what they say is save the dates on July 25th and 26th Pokemon go fest 2020 will take place as an, an, an entity uh, entirely global event in a virtual format, which will allow trainers worldwide to participate from uh, wherever they play. Uh, in another first, all ticket holders will be able to attend both days in this two day event. While we will miss the traditional congregation of Pokemon go fans, we'll thrilled to bring a special Pokemon go fest experience to trainers not only uh, are you in for an exciting weekend of bonuses pokemon encounters and special research there will also be exciting ways to connect with each other and trainers and experiences and experience other fun surprises throughout the entire summer mm. so um, usually for these events they hold them in a certain place the very first one was in Chicago and it was just like a complete disaster I don't oh, know if yeah, you remember I that, do, that years remember ago that terrible. Terrible. Um, <laughs> since then they've done a great job of holding these events and um, usually for me it's just like oh the news comes out and see like a couple of YouTubers do some vlogs there Because so that's, that's all it is but now for the first time because of you know can't you know, leave the state borders or leave the house or whatever the situation of where you live is they're sort of bringing it to everyone which is uh, good for me because I'm not going to travel to another country to go and play Pokemon Go. No. No matter uh, how many Shinies there are. <laughs> um, but this one will be able to stick here. So we've got no prices or sort of any real information about what's going to be available during the Go Fest and all of that. But uh, really, uh, I'm, I'm quite keen to play. I know, Seamus, you don't play it. Bryce, you? What if the tickets are $40 each? I'd be pushing it, but oh, I don't know. It depends what's in it. <laughs> yeah, because no. so they haven't really said
2: what it's. Don't gonna fall for that trap. <laughs> what, what it's going entail still, really, it's just the fact right now that it's going to be a digital event. Yeah.
0: Mm. Yeah. So what what would be the price you'd pay for it then? Fifteen. Fifteen. Yep. Max Australian dollars, not US. Mm. See, I can't pull up the how much the tickets were to actually um, do it before, but obviously it's like a physical location where they set up security and. All of that type of stuff. Yeah, work. exactly.
1: So they don't have to do that. So if they're charging $40, they can stuff themselves.
0: <laughs> they can stuff themselves. Yeah, exactly. But uh, hopefully they're not. Yeah. So And it's just a, have a little bit of uh, Pokemon Go news. So Zekrom is going to be available uh, starting on the 16th of June. Yay. So, yeah, that'll be exciting. We uh, we went around catching Reshiram in Millison, So that's exciting. Did you get a Reshiram? I did. I got I got a couple, actually. Yeah, Good. yeah I, got Go I got one. I got one. I got one. I'm good with my one. I'm good. I don't need any more than that. So, Shams, so I assume you're going to be very excited about getting a rashiram. <laughs> you
2: know, <laughs> I I would be, but *Valkyria Chronicles* is just taking up all my time. Otherwise, I'd be there. You'll be you'll yeah, be right I'll, on I'd top of there. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: It's funny because apparently Reshiram's going to be well. Oh, is currently one of the best fire Pokemon in the game. Well, that wouldn't surprise me. It's, yeah. got, it's got a good move set. It's mm. you know, high stat bonuses.
1: I was I was thinking the other day, I'm just like, they wouldn't want to introduce the DNA splices in this game because Jesus Christ. Ooh. Could you imagine how friggin' overrun raids would easily be? Just having mm. White Curum and Black Curum absolutely smashing
0: anything that's weak against them. Yeah, well, they w- it will be in the game eventually <sighs> because they've got a you know, Keep you hyped. Go out, go out in the real world. Go to the main street and spin those poker
1: stops. Yeah, it's going to be like a, a twenty, like a twenty-step research task, and it's like catch ten million Pokemon and some shit. So you better, better get ready and get yeah. catching. I guess
0: catch ten million Pokemon. Yeah,
1: that's that's just one step, mate. All right, that's <laughs> wow. not even that's not even across all of them. That's just the one step.
0: Well, I'll complete it in a couple of days. Should be right.
1: They don't want people. They don't want people to absolutely destroy raids with that high base stat title.
0: No, nah, they, they don't want that at all, bro. You're right, mate. Um, Talk down to me. Bitch. Whoa. Um, so next up is uh, an article from My Nintendo News. The title is Sabre CEO says that there's still untapped power in Nintendo Switch hardware. Mm. And his quote is that uh, we're big fans of the Nintendo Switch and feel there is still a lot of great potential in the hardware and the platform. We have had enormous success so far launching many titles on uh, Switch and uh, continuing to develop for the platform. We do feel uh, there is more developers can get out of the Switch hardware and we think fans will be surprised of the upcoming titles for it. So That was from uh, Matthew Karch the uh, CEO and founder of Sabre Interactive. So mm. um, those guys, they were responsible for porting Witcher 3 to the Nintendo Switch. So we know they've got a pretty good handle on that um, the Switch hardware yeah. and getting the most out of it. So it's it's a, a pretty cool thing, especially even with um, Monolith Soft and with Like um, it, it shows sort of the restrictions of what the Switch hardware um, can do just with limiting its... Uh, it's a what's it called a display pictures it's, it's resolution resolution that's the word <laughs> I was looking for pictures display pictures. i got I got pictures pixels I got all this stuff going in my head but uh you know limiting that just so it can push the big open world so it's it I guess it is uh kind of cool that we do know there's uh, more to be pushed out the Switch. Yeah, yeah they should
2: chat to Nintendo and the Xenoblade Chronicles team. You yeah, know, they yeah. should. <laughs> Maybe.
0: <laughs> but, uh, yeah, uh, I think most of us are like, all right, we kind of just want to Switch Pro anyway just to yeah. really get more out of it. And, look, I'd, I'm hoping it's in the pipeline because,
1: God damn, like, imagine, imagine having that and then having updates to the games that we love, like Breath of the Wild, and so they're running 60 frames per second. They have better draw distance.
0: Oh, it'd be amazing. Jeez, uh, better clean up that mess after you leave, Bros. Thank you very much.
1: No, I'm going to leave <laughs> it on the floor. It's a nice white stain. Remi- oh, jeez. <laughs>
0: Reminds you of what to, what's to come. I've got dark carpet as well. You, you realise how unfortunate that is for me? <laughs> Good luck cleaning it. Uh, do, you, do you feel like we would get a Switch Pro uh, in the... Next year or sometime Seamus. So uh,
2: they keep like didn't they recently come out and say that like it's they've got did they just say they've got nothing to announce or that they aren't actively working on it? Um right?
0: there's I think it was like there's no new hardware this year. Yeah. I think that's right. what it was. Yeah yeah. 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 So
2: yeah, that's that's a long time, um considering but um I guess maybe they, you know, as everyone knows, there's new hardware coming from Xbox, Microsoft, and, and Sony PlayStation later this year. So maybe they're just biding their time. They've got a Switch Pro in the works, and they want to avoid all the press and coverage that is going to be of those other consoles. And then mm. come 2021, when it starts to ease up a little bit and the hype dies down slightly and the and the wars, um, the soldiers, <laughs> <laughs> keyboard soldiers go back to the weary Go back to We're their going hole. Go back to their hole. You know, <laughs> then that <laughs> might it's actually- Soldiers or gremlins. <laughs> or gremlins. Um, the same thing. <laughs> it'll, 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 then maybe that would make more sense to talk about it and announce it and release it next year. So maybe mm-hmm. that's one of the reasons they don't want to really talk about it now. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I, I couldn't think of a worse time to be like, all right, uh, Switch Pro it's coming out right next to new consoles. That is an awful idea. Yeah, because as
2: cool as that is, realistically, it's probably appealing mm. to the most hardcore players such as ourselves. Um, which is fine, like what they did with the Pro and Xbox One X, but compared to you know a whole new console generation um, of PlayStation Five and Xbox Series X, you know it is just that bit more exciting, of of course, and because yeah. there'll be launch lineups of a whole bunch of exclusives for them. So yeah, it makes sense to leave it for now. Is it in the works? Like most definitely. Yeah, oh like, yeah. yeah. I'm pretty, um,
1: I'm pretty certain their response for this whole thing, and I've said it before, is going to be a big hit game, and that's probably about it um again yeah no <laughs> no new announced hardware this year they've made note of that um i think i think what you're saying is probably on point about 2021 um what i'm curious about though is whether it would just be um more of a stationary form or whether it will try and stick as closely to this as possible because I'm not too sure how much more they can put that they can pump out of that right now. For reference, Bryce just lifted a Nintendo Switch, normal, not a light. Okay. yeah. Well. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> they're the same console. They're just you know a bit different. But anyway, my point my point being is I'm not sure how much they can pump out of that right now. Uh, just in terms of that, they would have to wait for N- Nvidia Tech to catch up.
0: Um, I do have the uh, the second. Um, What's the, what's the chip called again? The shield the shield architecture. Yeah, cuz when Switch came out they're already on to the next chip that's currently in the Switch.
1: Yeah, but I don't think that was like an absolute dire improvement. Yeah, I think it's just
0: like it. I think it's just improvement on like battery drain and stuff like that. Yeah, which is what we're seeing out of um, the new Switch and the Switch Lite now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah.
1: So I, I think like what they've got to do from now on is wait for Nvidia to sort of come out with that that uh, hardware because as we know, like most console generations have ran off AMD uh, tech. So with the Switch working on Nvidia, uh, I have a lot of faith that Nvidia will work something out for the, the Shield tech that can be translated to something that's more beefy for the Switch. But whether that's actually going to be in a Switch Pro rather than a sequel to that console
0: uh, is probably my bigger guess. Yeah. I mean, just with how successful the Switch is, um, in the last financials, they stated that we are halfway through the Switch's life. Like They actually said that. So I think they're going to try and prolong this thing as far as they can go, much like they did with um, 3DS and new 3DS. As as they should, you know. Yeah. It's a
2: great console. It's just selling insanely well. Like, why why weren't you? I'm I'm I I would be hard pressed to know or think about how they get innovate off, do something better than the Switch, really? Because the Switch yeah. to me is perfect in a lot of ways.
0: They're probably pretty scared because like when they came off the Wii, they're like, oh, you know, we're going pretty well. We sold a hundred million of these things. They came off and. Yeah, we'll, we'll do a similar thing, but we'll put a bit of a different controller out there. They are just absolutely flops. So I think they moving from the Switch, they might be a bit timid to sort of move on from it because they know uh, it can turn out you know poorly for them if they do a bit of a misstep.
2: Things can change pretty quickly. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, it's interesting
2: thinking about the Switch Lite actually, and possibly Switch Pro. Is that I previously before the Switch Lite, I would never thought they would do something that would be locked to one way of playing, which the Switch Lite did though, where it's only handheld. And when I think about the possibility of Pro and the fact that it's going to be more powerful, which means it's probably going to drain battery way quicker as well, it being handheld maybe just doesn't make that much sense. And considering mm. it's also going to be for a more hardcore audience, maybe it makes sense that they do a version that is just like a console TV version. So it's, yeah. you can play your Witcher, you can play your Zelda at 60 frames per second, etc., but it's only... For a stationary console, yeah, a stationary. Yeah. Which I, uh now that this light has happened, you know, that'd be kind of a cool way to like fill out the roster of having a light handheld, one in between, and one that's more stationary. And I'm sure each of them appeals to different groups yeah. of people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It
0: just uh, it makes me wonder. Like, I don't think they want to be viewed anywhere near the same as the other two. Like, if it just becomes a box, they're instantly in the same. I guess ballpark is the other two. That's very true. So I,
1: yeah, I don't know. I I would argue against that in saying that if they could find a way to create a good architecture between uh, the box and a, the Switch Lite and normal Switch as a uh, portable and box duo, where the cloud saves isn't as restrictive as it is, mm. uh, you know, you could register both of them as your primary <laughs> consoles rather than just being like, oh, one of these is my primary console and one of them always has to be online. um, I think it's very possible that uh, we could just see it, you know, being its own infrastructure and then you use the Switch as your portable thing and that at home. And then if you wanted to, you could um, maybe play the Pro on the TV and then similar like you would if you were docking your Switch, you can move your progress over to your handheld one put it in sleep mode and then walk off with it so you're still getting the benefits of like having a very very pretty game on your TV and then you're still like oh whoops i got to go out i need to go get on my train uh i would like to take it with me so you hit a thing on the menu that says move to portable and then it goes whoop sends the data and then off you go
2: so kind of like the PlayStation 4 and Vita, but a feature I would actually use. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So like
1: a, a, a similar thing. Yeah. Yeah. Like the, I, I think uh, something that's come in very hand, handy more than recently is Steam Link for me. Uh, and, you know, to a degree that also worked with, uh, I can't remember what PlayStation version is called
0: again. PlayStation Now. No. Not the streaming one, the the one yeah. that streams from your console uh, to your yeah, phone. yeah, I know, I know what you mean. Yeah. yeah. It's just like the PlayStation app, app does the yeah, yeah, well, it does it anyway. Yeah. A remote play, that's what you're looking for. That's the one. Yeah. yeah. Um
1: that's that was handy for a little bit with Persona 5 because I was just I had I had like a little mount on my PlayStation controller and I could just click my phone in, go to bed and play. Nice. You know. And it was it was good because it was an RPG. You don't have to worry too much about an RPG. It's turn-based, you know, mm. you know, whatever. And that was nice. You know, uh, but there is restrictions to that still where I obviously can't, you know, run down the street and take it with me. <laughs>
0: <But> <laughs> how often do you run down the street? Well,
1: look.
2: While playing Persona 5. Yeah, exactly. While playing Persona 5. <laughs> Thank you very never, much. Be, never because it's not on the Switch. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, Atlas, do something about that please.
1: But anyway, um, like that's handy. Uh, and I would love to see that, but it obviously in a... Bigger form, and I think that's probably a good way to do it. And I think they could pull that off. Plus, we need something that's a little more permanent than that for the future for retro purposes. Well, not retro, we've already had this argument last week. Yeah, that was last week. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But, you know, this, the Switch is not going to last the same way as other consoles will. Eventually, you know, that's going to get old and that copper, that copper thing that copper plate that's inside the switch is not going to be enough to keep it cool yeah it's
2: going to get worn that much quicker than you know yeah your home console ps4 xbox one that just sits there all all yeah yeah. that's exactly
1: right so i feel like they need a more permanent solution um especially since a lot of people have now bought into the switch and they would probably buy a pro version and the fact that you know a lot of games are selling like hotcakes on the switch i feel like having that permanent more permanent solution for Longevity of the Switch's library is probably a good thing. Yeah, yeah, no, I think that that
2: makes a lot of sense. Um, and I think Nintendo have the lineup, like I'm sure you could argue that they've always had the lineup, but more so now than ever that, you know, if they were, you know, like you were saying, Drew, competing with the big boys while also running A games really well, they also have just an incredibly strong first-party lineup now mm. in addition to that, yeah. which some would probably say is stronger than Xbox's. First Party lineup right now, or maybe even to some degree, Playstations. Because even though Mario is the main feature of all of them, there is quite a diverse lineup of, of first party games. You know, Mario's just very busy He's mm. doing parties, cart racing. Oh, he's busy, man. Yeah, <laughs> busy, man. <laughs> Nathan Drake, he just he hasn't done kart racing. He just just shoots people. You yeah, know, that's one a goddamn shame. I might add.
0: Naughty Dog, it's like your only franchise. Maybe they're I saving their cart racing for the Last of Us after Last of Us Part oh, Two. I, I, I hope so. <laughs> <laughs>
2: No, everyone's getting hyped for part two and I'm just you know I'm just here waiting for Last of Us kart racing. Oh, my God. <laughs> 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 yeah, because
0: yeah, I, I, I would quite like that stationary just box console as well. But I feel like it kind of um, mixes their messaging a bit. But in saying that, like we brought up before, that that's what the light already does. It already makes yeah. their messaging. Yeah, so, yeah exactly. I, yeah.
2: yeah, I guess it's a bit more in line with what the general messaging of Switch is and it, it'd be a bit of a difference. But I like, yeah, I think just the fact like what Bryce was saying, just be able to like really take that idea of what something you want to do with the PlayStation 4 and Vita and just be able to take your games on the go. And maybe it's still those big AAA games like Witcher and stuff. And it's, it's not going to last as long because they're using up more Barry power, but it's, you know, that you, it's just an in between yeah. until you get home and then cloud save across and you keep playing on your TV and yeah. yeah. Well,
0: what I want to say is that the very first trailer that shown us what the switch was, the guy playing breath of the wild, he you know, pauses it, goes up to the switch, picks it up. Um, he does the exact same thing as the exact same trailer. He pauses the game, he goes to pick it up. His wife comes in and just slaps him over the crate, face and uh, he goes, oh, "All right," and then he just leaves because he can't pick it up. <laughs> it's not portable. It's not portable. It's so, like, so, so, "No." <laughs> oh, All right, Nintendo not very switch. It's <laughs> like, well, I'm pl- I'm getting a uh, double the frames, but I can't take it with me. Oh, it's
2: just like you just—they're just showing someone trying to do the. The Snapping, the, there's just no noise. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, oh.
0: why is that working? The Joy-Cons don't come off, man. There's no Joy-Cons on the side. <laughs> well, that's oh. what
2: the light does anyway now, but yeah. <laughs>
0: well, yeah, I think in the end
1: that that is what the light's purpose almost was, was to gauge whether people would be interested in a one or the other product. And I think the light's done well enough mm. that, uh, you know what, you probably could release the other end and people probably would buy it. Mm. Um, you know, a lot of people would, would like, it, especially the people who loved a good library and love keeping their games on a shelf. Uh, they're going to, they would absolutely love something that they can plonk in front of the TV, plug in, and never, never take away, and
0: have less of a risk of breaking. Mm. I just, I, uh, I might sort of view it more, it not in line with a. a PlayStation or an Xbox, but I'd probably see it more in line with like an Apple TV or what yeah. PlayStation did with the PlayStation TV, which was just like a little tiny box that so could play Vita games. Mm. I'd probably see it something like with the same power, just cheaper and tiny.
1: Yeah,
2: well, maybe. Yeah, that could be interesting. Yeah. I'll probably
1: yeah. see it like that. Yeah, but the thing is, then that would completely devalue the point of that
0: product already because you might as well just use your Switch. Yeah, but it's, it'll be like a lot cheaper. It'd be like, a third of the price because it's got no screen. It like would that. not
1: be the third of a price, and you know it wouldn't be.
0: Probably not, but no, <laughs> they could get it down to that without a all the cheaper. parts going on. Yeah. It'd be it'd be yeah. two
1: fifty at the bare minimum in Australia. I can almost guarantee. it. Yeah, but that's but still a can fair always, bit cheaper.
2: Yeah, you can always guarantee we are going to get screwed over. Like that's just oh, yeah. yeah, that's just well yeah.
0: You, a given, to, yeah. you got to screw <laughs> over Australia. Yeah. You got to meet your margins <laughs> so you can um, make it nice and cheap in the US. Yeah, yeah. My point though is, if Nintendo <laughs> doesn't do it, Retron will. Yeah, that, oh, that'd be cool. Mm. I, they I might get in trouble just for making a switch um, while they're still selling it. <laughs> yeah,
1: but my, my point is, is that you know if they don't do it while the switch is still sort of manufacturing, Rotron will
0: probably end up doing it. Mm. That'd be cool though. I'm still waiting for that Game Boy they announced uh, late last year. Mm. Yeah, man, I really want that thing. Mm. Yeah, yeah,
2: be well, nice. And I guess although an important point is just what what would their focus be? Something like that, or whether it's just a more improved normal Nintendo Switch. Um, because honestly, if they did just announce, like even the more the latest Nintendo Switch where the battery power was just a little bit better, mm. I was tempted. Yeah, okay, and I, and I, <laughs> <laughs> I was, I was real tempted. Um, and the thing is, if they just released next year, like an advanced improved version that had better battery life, slightly better performance, and a personal request, at Bluetooth, so Ooh, I can use wouldn't my that be a- friggin' Bluetooth headphones? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Jesus, that's, yeah. Even if it just had that, I would actually almost just trading because like I almost exclusively use Bluetooth yeah, headsets, yeah.
0: Like, um, so such a novelty in 2020 having a device that has Bluetooth, <laughs> wouldn't it just uh, be revolutionary?
2: Um, So, yeah, I guess it sort of depends on what they want their focus to be really. I could see them going both ways or doing both really. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. We hmm. should
1: have just hit the rec room button on this conversation.
2: Because this sort of just became... Yeah, the topic. No,
0: <laughs> the show. Uh, we'll, we'll go into the other one we discussed a little bit after, I think. No. Um, so we've got one more news story and this is just a real quick one. So this is from My Nintendo Life and the uh, title is Impressive Aerial Shot of Super Nintendo World's constructive, uh, Construction oh, Services yes. Online. Have it's you guys seen cool. this photo? Oh, yeah, I yeah, have. I
1: think we all have.
0: Yeah. Mm. Um, so... Over the, uh, over the past year or so, we've been seeing small cheeky glimpses uh, at what Super Nintendo World will have an offer in the form of elite concept models and long-distance uh, uh, photographs. Uh, but this new shot is perhaps the best of the lot. As you may know, the theme park situated in Universal Studios Japan was originally planned to open just in time for this year's Tokyo Olympic Games. It's currently unclear how the coronavirus pandemic may have affected the park's construction, but it is sure it sure seems to be coming along nicely. Um, get a load of this juicy photograph, courtesy of Instagram user uh, imaco02. So, uh, obviously, podcast, you can't see it, but if you've seen it sort of going through Twitter and all that throughout the week... Um, you'll see that it's just real colourful and it looks really cool. I really want to uh, go to this place. <laughs> so, yeah. sort of uh, with that first trailer, which sort of shown um, uh, what the whole thing about the park was, where you wear the bands and you go around earning coins and that. Like, is
2: that the one with the the original song and they're all dancing through the park? Yes, it stuff? is. God, that was so painful and cringy, personally. Really? But Yeah, <laughs> for me. I, yeah. I, can't, I can't really
0: remember it, but I just remember. <laughs> I just remember um, like the idea of just going to like a I guess, you know, cuz everyone loves Disneyland and that, but I'm not like super invested into um, Disney IP. Likewise, yeah. But going to like a Nintendo World, I'm like, "Oh."
2: Yeah, I wasn't saying the idea that the bring out, ten- like, Nintendo it. World is cringy, or the mm. bands and stuff. It was just it was just that trailer for me personally, yeah.
0: It probably like I can't really remember. I just remember it being colorful, I'm like, "Oh. Cool."
2: Also, I yeah. I feel like that Instagram user who took that picture missed out on a huge opportunity to just change their username real quickly to Mario Slong. Or just something like that, because we've just been reported in all these news articles. Instead, it's just a normal thing. But you know,
1: we got this picture from Mario Schlong.
2: You <laughs> can find it on Instagram.
0: <laughs> Maybe they wouldn't have got a, a shout out because it was such a crude name. No. In the it universe. would have. Here, Drew. I would
2: hope. I would, no, I I know it would have. <laughs> Uh, well, yeah, I,
0: I would have just been Googling Mario Schlong like I do on my <laughs> my weekly Google search for Mario's uh, body parts and I uh, would have come across it that way. <laughs> but uh, it's not the case. So, yeah. Bryce, are we going to Universal Studios? Seamus, are we going to uh, Japan well, anytime soon? Yeah, what
2: city is it based in? The park, sorry? Um, you
0: know, it doesn't actually say what city, uh, Universal Studios Japan. No, it doesn't tell me here. I can look it up.
2: Well, regardless, it's just another reason to go to Japan uh, and I've been once before and I can't wait to go again, um, especially with my partner who's never been and really wants to go to Japan. And I want to go. Yeah, yeah. Like there's, there's a million reasons to go to Japan. Lots of awesome things to do. Like there's a Ghibli museum. Uh, well, not not museum park going to be opening up as well. And you know, this is as well. Like, yeah, I'll go along to the Nintendo land park for sure. That'd be a fun as fuck day. Like, yeah, I'd love, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> go around with the Yoshis and, and jump on things and pat the Yoshi's. It's like a
1: goat with a hat on. <laughs> That'll be seventy thousand yeah. yen. Thank you. A goat just with like a big long tongue and yeah.
2: <laughs>
0: we'll, we'll have a competition. Who get who can get the most coins? Just go around kicking everything. <laughs> just like. Kicking the guy in front of the rye like, just get your coins and he's like, you know, pushes away. It's like, oh checking your watch. Like, no, it doesn't.
2: No, keep going. Maybe, maybe <laughs> this is just the pitch for the Australian version of Nintendo Land up in up in the Sunshine Coast Actually, no,
0: no, no don't have to do a pitch. We'll start it ourselves, bro Super so <laughs> Nintendo World. Um, at the house of Mario. Um, this is my dog who is actually Yoshi. Yeah, she, the inspiration <laughs> for Yoshi. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Miyamoto actually saw the dog, which is only a year old. And uh, that was the inspiration <laughs> for the, the lovable green dinosaur the, in Mario ins- World.
2: On your Instagram account, Murray's huge slong. Yeah. Yeah. See, we'll, we'll see if that's taken.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh. All right, guys. So that's the end of the news. Um, would you guys we, – we talked about it before, but would you guys like to discuss uh, – the PS4 reveal at the... Not the PS4 reveal. That's been out for a while. Oh, uh, come PS- on, Drew. Yeah, get your shit together, Drew. Jesus Christ. Uh, the PS5 reveal at the end of the week and how it might tie into uh, what Nintendo's doing throughout the year. Do we do we want to talk about that? Or well I've said it now, so you're going to have to, aren't you? Look, yeah, I think we could talk about it a bit more. Like, we, we, we
1: talked about the Probe and the possibilities of being the Probe, but, you know, if anybody has ideas on the response that Nintendo is going to have in terms of end-of-year stuff, I'm like, I already know what I want to
0: say, so... That's fantastic. Well, sure, you guys well, do too. Well, you you, well, get put, us, you get the ball rolling, Bryce. Yeah. Put put your shoes on. Let's uh, uh, let's move hit, on over hit, to uh, hit the, the thing. Oh, oh, here we go. Hi, <laughs> Nintendo fans. Reggie here.
1: Thank you for your never-ending support. <laughs> I love this. <laughs> for giving me a mushroom kingdom full of incredible memories that I will never forget.
0: Ever. Love you Reggie Thank you very much For that kind introduction Thanks mate I really wanted that beer Such a nice man And do you see On his podcast He had a, had Phil Spencer Yes he did Oh man. really Yeah oh. And he's uh in the, This week he's got Jeff Keely on yeah. Wow yeah. Now we need to get him On here Yeah that's right uh, Reggie if you like We can like... introduce Reggie To his other Reggie yeah. In the record uh, Anyone out there Who listens to this podcast Remember how we said You can clip out Parts of the podcast uh, Clip out this And send it to your Good old friend Reggie At Reggie he got that somehow. Good on him. Oh, yeah. He had to contact uh, Twitter for that, I yeah. believe. Yeah. He got it. Just contact Twitter. So, yeah, so look up in the air. There's a blue bird. Excuse me, sir. Do you, Can I have the tag Reggie? And then he said, yes.
2: Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Also, I didn't know Reggie had a podcast. He does. He, he yeah. just started one recently. Oh, really? What's yeah. What's it about? Like just game industry interviews or biz and stuff? So,
0: he does one with uh, Harold. Um I forgot the organisation because it's not up in front of me. But he's doing a fundraiser for um, Homeless Kids in uh, uh, New York. Yeah. So it's, it's a good cause and everything. So if anyone's interested, I'll put links in the show notes like I have the last couple of episodes. Mm. Go and check it out. Listen to his podcast. Donate if you feel inclined to help out some uh, people in need. Yeah. Yeah. So let's talk about some uh, PlayStation. You know, PlayStation here in the house of Mario is a bit of a Bit of a dirty word, isn't it? It's a bit, it's a bit, like I've got I've got a PS4 over there, I've got a PS4 Pro in the uh, PSVR
2: right there Yeah, as well, PSVR, I've got yeah. a PS
0: Vita in the cover. Like, you know, PlayStation's more than welcome in the House of Mario, but saying it out loud, it's a bit of a <coughs> <coughs> so, We're not Operation PlayStation, we're you know, we're not any of these podcasts out there, but here we are. So PS PS5 is supposedly getting full blown uh Friday as of recording this. Proper, proper full reveal,
2: mm. even though we've gone trickled a bunch of weird information over the last several months, but f- f- leading up to this yeah. big moment.
0: It sort of sounds like it's um, mainly going to be focused on games, which is kind of disappointing because I want to see the actual hardware itself. So hopefully, You want to we- see the box? I want to see the box. I
1: reckon you probably will see the box still. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I'd be very disappointed if I didn't see that shiny, glistening box.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Just wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> I really wish we could have just captured that uh, glow in Seamus' eyes. as he looked into my eyes and it was just a real box. Not- <laughs> <laughs> so I guess do we do we see Nintendo trying to um, compete with them this year or just doing what they're doing? Just releasing games? I and- just
2: I just see them walking over to wherever Sony's headquarters are and just handing over the deeds to Nintendo and just just surrendering. As soon as PlayStation 5 is revealed, No, I'm just no, giving I'm, yeah. I'm sure I'm sure Nintendo's gonna have um plenty to respond. It feels like they've sort of been holding back on a lot of news so far and probably a lot of the games for this year, you know. I was looking at upcoming releases just today and like the fact that Paper Mario is now coming out next month, like a month and a half away, and it was only announced like last month. Mm. It's like only like two month or so period from announcing what is gonna be a pretty big game for Nintendo this year and looks and looks fantastic as well. Um, so I'm sure they've got plenty more up up their sleeves to come.
0: Mm. Yeah, because we, Bryce and I have talked about it a bit, and um, I think what they're going to, what their big game this year is going to be is going to be that uh, Mario collection. Um, mm. h- how it how it's going to come out, I don't know if it's going to be like a full remaster or just like re-releases or whatever. But I think that's going to be their main focus. Um, I think Bryce has changed his tune on Breath of the Wild two probably not going to be this year but you know obviously that would be the ideal like all right this is our big game yeah to take take eyes away from maybe some competitors or launch line lineups for the other two consoles but
1: yeah mm. i think um you know being so close to christmas when these consoles are probably coming out you know it's always seems to be that sweet spot at the end of the year where you know kids are like mom I want this for christmas And, um. That's just you, yeah Mum!
0: (laughs) Mum! Ross, you bloody 26, bite yourself, (laughs) you bloody bastard! Get out of the house, I'm sick of seeing (laughs) you! (laughs) Mum!
2: I
3: want my console, mum!
1: Anyway, uh. What the swatch? Um, I think, yeah, it, it, it is going to come down to just a big game release for them this year, and I'd, uh. For before coronavirus and everything happened, I was pretty dead set that that was going to be breath of the wild too. Um, mainly because they've been working on it since the first one. It's been three years now. They've already confirmed they're reusing a lot of assets. It just seemed to make sense. Mm. Um, and having something like that on the table, something that's like a big adventure, that lasts a couple hundred hours, and it'll, you know, get people thinking, do I really need to spend 700 or so dollars, which is what I'm assuming the price will be. Uh, In L E D, of course. Yeah. <laughs> on... on on a new console right now, just before Christmas, or I can just buy this and this will keep me tied over. And you know what? I think that probably would have been an excellent business strategy. However, um, because of the things that have happened, I don't think uh, that they will be ready to push it out in time now.
2: I, I, I think that's very good points. Um, And it's definitely been disruptive for many industries, including the games Mm. industry. Um, but yeah, I guess by the end of this year, we'll have been three and a half years since Breath of the Wild came out, which is mm. a reasonable amount of time, especially considering they're using the same engine, probably going to be reusing a lot of assets. They're reusing Hyrule. Right. And yeah. and so I think that's actually still a pretty strong possibility. Um, and it's been interesting hearing from game publishers and studios um, over the last couple of months, and many of them saying the transition to working remotely has been... Uh, not too bad, although this is still the starting, you know, still first month or two of it. So after several months of it, if this continues, it could possibly start seeing people get a lot more unproductive over time and and certain issues start to arise more because it's easier to address short-term things over a month or two. But after several months, it it probably could get a bit harder. But from what I've heard, it hasn't disrupted too many production timelines for studios. Um, But... You never know. You never know what you know what critical things are being held back, such as being able to do animation, well, um, uh, motion capture, and, yeah. and voice acting, and and, mm. and and elements like that. So yeah, you you never know. I think it's I think it's still a good chance, and that makes a lot of sense. That just seems like a really good spot for it. As yeah. Although like the the remastered collection of Mario games would be really cool. I just don't see that being like the main holiday. Title game for Nintendo for for a year. I see that as being like an awesome title throughout the year. Uh, maybe in the in the third quarter uh, along the way. But yeah, I just feel like they need something really big, like a Smash Bros. Um, like oh, uh, another one <laughs> <laughs> of that caliber, um, yeah. like like Breath of the Wild. Two, yeah yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: I think the problem. I think the problem that Breath of the Wild Two has probably got on its back though is that there's no E3 this year. And it feels like something, you know, well, historically anything that's like brand new Mario or brand new Zelda, that's the type of thing that they want to be like, bam, big Mm. show floor, you know, you want to see the lights, the flash, you know. Um, uh, But it's not going to happen this year. So whether they make that decision based on like, well, well, sideline it for now, try to pump out the smaller stuff to keep our financials going up until the end of the year or you know, whether it is finished or whether it is done, but we haven't, you know, we haven't got any concrete news on to um, whether there is going to be like a decent lineup for the rest of the year because Paper Mario got shadow dropped Mm. like out of nowhere and it was only like a couple months before release and, you know, I'm sure they've got plans in the back end somewhere, but I just feel like with something like Breath of the Wild 2, they'll want a lot of press coverage in order for it to, you know, sort of catch the attention of everybody, and they're like, oh, yes, you know. Um, those of us that love Breath of the Wild, I'm 100% certain we're going to buy it, and I feel like it's going to address a lot of the issues that people had with the first game, whether that be, like, lack of story, whatever it may be, um, and they'll address that, and it'll become more of a story-based game and uh, more with with dungeons, traditional dungeons that people want and stuff like that, but I just... Because they've got a, they they would have been designing those things. Um, they've taken they've taken a lot of ideas from what I understand. Because they were really disappointed that uh, even in one of the, uh, what was it, making a champion? I think it was making a champion. The book, uh, that they released after Breath of the Wild, they had a lot of old concepts that they wanted to do with Link, whether it would be like a like a morphing hand into like an arm cannon for bombs and stuff right. like that which lines up in sync with the trailer. So I feel like that's what they're going to do, but it's a lot of assets like that, that they seem to really want to implement and make work in the sequel. Um, So whether that's something that they have to sit together as a team and make sure that that meshes well with the world and, you know, whatever that may be. Coronavirus sort of impacted that. Japan wasn't out of action very long.
2: Yeah. They, they put off going into lockdown and have for the most part, most people from what I've heard, they've still been going to work in, in, in the offices. Like, yeah. Yeah. Right. So it's probably of all countries, Japan's probably been one of
0: the least effective work because of it. Yeah. But I, I think like in Nintendo America, that got impacted a lot. Yeah. And from yeah. what just like coronavirus actually being in, like going into the offices, and like what we said, what you said before about like the voice acting and stuff, like that's a probably a big task for that game as well. Yeah, yeah. So I don't, uh, yeah, it might even get delayed on the English translation side of things. Yeah, let l- alone. Yeah, like, mm. yeah. And like, um, this is just this is just a joke, but just like what Nintendo service services are like, it's like them trying to work over Skype or whatever. It's like <laughs> probably wouldn't even work <laughs> trying to trying to tr- transfer stuff and yeah. whatever. Yeah. <laughs> It's
2: like, you think it's bad playing our games? Imagine trying making them.
0: (laughs) 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 Trying to move like assets of Mario Kart from person to person. It's like, yeah. Jesus. (laughs) Yeah. Um,
2: Yeah. And it could be the case that they want to avoid, like we mentioned earlier um, in the show, they want to avoid all the news that's going to be happening later this year with new consoles Um, and, just focus on their more niche games. They're going to have more niche audiences like paper Mario for, for example, and, and leave um, a breath of the wild until early next year, etc. Um And it sounds like they'll probably like, they'll. it's like they'll have, there's a lot of rumors of several games like the Mario collection coming this year anyway, and they'll probably have more things to shadow drop. So they'll probably, it seems like there'll be plenty of, you know, exciting um, uh, first party, Nintendo games to check out over over the year as it is, and maybe it's just a bit more of a quiet one. Which you know, it's been pretty crazy since the Nintendo Switch launched. Yeah. Like they've would, kept they've kept up the pace of games quite yeah. impressively.
1: It wouldn't be criminal if they were quiet this year. Like they've done a pretty good job consistently over the last three years. Mm. So it you know it wouldn't be surprising if we saw nothing at all. But you know whether I think I think the question is is whether. You know, coronavirus and everything else that's happening in the world has impacted a lot of these games that we know are on the back end, whether it be like Bayonetta 3 or Metroid Prime 4 mm. or Breath of the Wild 2, or, you know, I don't know, probably some random Mario Sports game, which is hopefully Strikers, but we can oh, fucking please. live to dream. Please. Um, you know, I j- just thinking that. about stuff it like that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Thinking, <laughs> of, thinking of stuff like that is like, how much, how much. Has that been set back? Like, if it has been set back at all. Uh, But they're very quiet at this time, so we don't really know. They're arguably the most quiet out of the bunch because the other two have to promote consoles Mm. at the moment and uh, really make it push forward. I really hope they're quiet because they're just so busy and putting so much time
2: into making amazing DLC for Mario Party.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I I, I, I was actually going to very much agree with that sentiment until you said DLC for Mario Party. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, well. It's
2: all I want. I just, I love that game so much, but I've done the minigame so many times. <laughs> I need just another couple more maps. A f- like a few dozen more mini games, please. It's so well. Like, uh, yeah, I know. It's
0: like in the top 10. <laughs> yeah, best selling Mario Party ever. It's like, ah, fuck it. We won't <laughs> support it. <laughs> we give
2: DLC for every other game. Toad Treasures Tracker gets new DLC. <laughs>
0: I love that game. Don't get me wrong.
2: Freaking Mario Tennis gets how many new play- tennis players?
1: That fucking game. They still really seem the-
0: to come out as well. It's like, <laughs>
1: it's like what? <laughs> yeah, people are still playing Mario Tennis. Shit.
0: Didn't last very long for us. No, like, didn't last long for anyone that we no, know.
2: I, I
1: dropped off pretty
2: quick. With there's, it, a right? of,
0: there's a bit of hype going into it too. Yeah, but yeah, coming out of it, it's just like, all right, well, that's uh, still better than Ultra Smash. Oh well, I don't think anything could you know be worse than what Ultra Smash was. But still, a flat football's better than Ultra Smash. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's just like, it's not hard. That no. game was just like, want to play tennis, but Ultra you, Flat, you can get big every now and again. That's yeah. what that game literally was. Yeah. Yeah. like actually yeah well
2: to be fair the new <laughs> Mario Tennis game was really good although it's probably the single player campaign I have raged in the most mm. of yeah. in the past several years like it was ridiculous I think that's honestly what
0: let it down yeah
2: yeah. 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 I wanted to keep playing it but I was like if this like I, I just didn't want to replay these boss fights like so many times and sometimes it would take Like half an hour Plus like the The matches would go for it And I'm just like I just don't have the energy No like yeah, To keep no. up this pace like, Yeah, yeah. Right.
0: It got pretty hard Like It was pretty unnecessary
1: How hard it got yeah. And how quick it got hard yeah. Even just Spike In the first couple of le- Like past the first
0: couple of levels Even he was just an asshole <laughs> <laughs> Like I don't know why He was such an asshole He just was Like imagine like You having a quote on Metacritic For S- Mario Channers Spike is such an asshole <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh Bryce DeWitt, co-host of the House of <laughs> yeah. Uh,
0: yeah, so like um we've we've got a fair bit of stuff this, this month coming in June. So we've got um we've got an arms character coming to Super Smash Bros. That's gonna oh, that's yeah. gonna drop any time. Probably maybe a, a cell phone video from Sakurai <laughs> explaining what's going on. I'm just um, cracking jokes
2: every left, right, and center.
0: Yeah, that, that, that is actually pretty funny. I do enjoy them. Yeah, I, I enjoy them yeah. too. And we got we got Pokemon DLC coming out as well. True. Which oh, is, I have forgotten about um, that. Which okay, is adding actually. a bunch of new moves and new uh, Gigantamax forms. new area to explore. Yeah.
1: yeah, I still need to buy buy for both of those. Mm. Uh, yeah, I, I have not. I, I haven't either. Yeah. I bought it
0: straight away because that's like I I knew that is exactly what I wanted them to do. And they did it, so they got my money. Yeah, I I mean,
1: for both cases, like obviously, you know, big Smash Bros fan here. (laughs) And uh, I agree with the sentiment on having the extra content through DLC rather than a third version on Pokemon. So, you know, it was was like, well, I'm going to buy that. But I just, I think because of the coronavirus and everything, they've kind of just gone under the radar for me. And I've not thought about it up until now. Yeah. when you've yeah. actually said it, that they're coming this month.
0: Yeah, yeah. Like shit. It's in the back of my mind too, but yeah, I just remembered it like coming on now. Yeah. Because like, uh, to be honest, like Smash DLC and Pokemon DLC, that's like, you know, that's what I'm after. That's really, a, I don't yeah. need a brand new that, game even necessarily. Sell straight up. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Even Zelda DLC was a straight up buy for me because it was like, oh, more, yeah. more Breath of the Wild content? Sign me up. Just what we need, more of that fucking huge game. Oh. <laughs> Yeah. Bill like up say DLC. Something like- to distract us from hunting Hestu shit, essentially. Yeah. Rest in peace,
2: Mario Party DLC. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, I don't think you get that. <laughs> we played
1: one match of Mario Party before we did a podcast, the podcast episode on Mario Party. And it was the most fucking rigged match of Mario Party <laughs> I've ever played. Couldn't believe it. Wario moved. We played a 10 10 turn match. Wario moved a whole total of six squares the entire match because he kept getting sent back to the start. Wow. And he fucking won. He like won all the bonus stars. He won every single bonus star and won. And then I was like, well, I'm not fucking buying this game. Okay. didn't well, you buy it? No. I did not buy it because I was like, that is bullshit. Okay, one, Put you off the whole thing. One.
2: <laughs> that is amazing. It it um, really was. It was incredible. <laughs> and 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 two, I feel like every Mario Party Game is rigged
1: of course it is but like that's yeah. that's crazy that like, was oh beyond rigged he did
0: not win a <laughs> single mini game he just like move move the least amount of uh spaces wario here's a star uh <laughs> collected the least amount even, of coins wario I didn't here's a star they would give
2: awards for that like, yeah yeah <laughs> yep. he just got like normally it's the move the most or gone the most coins yeah. it's just like
0: all three of them were like do the least and that was what he did and he won. That's like yeah. the
2: ultimate participation award for like if a kid's just screwed up. Participation like, to the you, point you win. You win <laughs> and it's like, but well, I did nothing.
1: You won. Yeah, Congratulations. Congratulations. Yeah. nah. that, that, that was the first round of Mario Party I played a Super Mario Party. The and last. then after that happened, I was like, no, I'm not buying this game. <laughs> not, if, not if that
0: shit happens. Like Mario, like board games enough.
1: Man. I really
0: want to see your Metacritic page. <laughs> Just like Super Mario Party. Wario is a prick.
1: But why the fuck did you <laughs> program a game to be like... You it's, did it's, literally nothing and came forth in like every single minigame, but somehow still won. So what? He would have got least coins collected. Because it's Mario Party. Least Least spaces moved and most lost minigames. All right,
0: so... Um, you're not impressed with the game how would you improve it through the DLC Shamus so desperately wants please press uh, well first of all yeah and more boards
1: I think that's an absolute must because there was only a few from what I remember it's, I think
2: it's just four in
1: total two one of which you unlock as you play yeah exactly yeah um, and then uh, some of the more classic games sort of coming back That would be cool. Oh yes, I think I think there is a lot of fan favorite Mario Party mini games that everybody's just. The problem
0: is, like they did that with the 3DS Mario Party. Um, I forgot what they called it, but they brought like it was like a collection of all of the or the most popular Mario Party top 100. Top 100, yes. Yeah. So that would have been. Like when they announced that, it's like oh seriously, bring that to Switch. Yeah, because it had like all like the classic ones, like yeah, people remember from like '64 yeah. GameCube. Yeah, that
2: would be perfect. That'd be such good DLC. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I would like to see that
0: in that.
1: Um, and then the other thing is, I suppose, is just maybe make maybe just as a general update, make it so that somebody just can't win by doing absolutely nothing
0: <laughs> in game. <laughs> Yeah, but that's, it is funny, though. because it, it, it was, was funny. funny. I'm
1: not denying it was funny, <laughs> but we were in head-to-head competition. It was, like, brazen. There was us and the CPU, we were all going head-to-head, absolutely smashing it, putting in our best, and then Wario just got fucking everything in the end and won. And it was just like, well, fuck that. Like, that doesn't make me feel any better. Imagine if, like, this game was based on progression of winning games. And, like, you would unlock a new board for, like, coming first in a round of Mario Party. And then something like that happens after wasting, twenty, like, 10 to 20 turns. So, like, a 30-minute, 45-minute match after going absolute hardest, playing the best you can in every single mini
0: game, And then that shit happens. Like, fuck that. No way. Yeah, so, you know, Sony, look out. If uh, Nintendo releases Mario Party <laughs> DLC, I think... Uh,
2: PS5 is going to be nuts. No,
0: no I'll tell you what. Sony will just respond
1: with PlayStation All-Stars board game royale. Really? And then... <laughs> <laughs>
0: you know, it, it'll be... Yeah, it'll yeah, be I mean, well, I want that. Yeah, I, want,
2: I want that
1: real bad. Mm.
0: <laughs> then we get... the same thing all over again. Getting her ass kicked by Kratos. It's like, oh, come on. He didn't even move. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. Kratos <laughs> just like... He he's just like the only character in the game that has the ability to use a move that kills everyone. Like <laughs> like just like Battle Royale, you know? Just like hit a button as Kratos and you'll pretty much win. It doesn't matter how many power like how many fucking bars you've got, you win. How many how many bars? You fucking did. Yeah. You remember the balance <laughs> of that game. You can't tell me you don't remember the balance of that game. Oh, it's good balance. Seamus, the balance
0: of that game.
2: It was interesting. Interesting, it wasn't balanced.
0: <laughs> hey. was,
2: it was not balanced. No, I,
0: I remember the lead up to that game, just really hoping Cat from Gravity Rush was going to be in it. And she and, was, <laughs> and she was in DLC after no one gave a shit about the game anymore. Yeah, 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 yep. yep. yep.
1: because it was yep. unbalanced and it wasn't managed.
0: Yeah, unlike you know, all the past Smash Bros games, they'll balance to a T. I'm not, I'm not yeah. saying they were,
1: <laughs> melee. I mean, Melly literally exists, as a, exists off a community that likes a glitch. <laughs> Like literally, that is Melly in a nutshell. So, you know, I'm not saying Smash is no be- any better, but the difference between that and uh, that and uh, Battle Royale was Battle Royale was like everything is about super moves, and there are just characters that have shit super moves that they won't fix. So they're immediately
0: unviable. Guys,
2: guys, guys, you know, why, why, does it, why does it matter, you know? Smash Bros didn't even make it into Evo
0: this year, you know? You're yeah, talking about melee? What? By all of it. Oh, oh, all, all of it, <laughs> well, yeah. Doesn't, <laughs> have, doesn't have strong enough net code to run online. Oh, yeah, to, to yeah. yeah. yeah which we all know <laughs> We all know that's fucking
1: bullshit. We all know that's fucking bullshit that, you know, Smash has that bad a net code that that happens. Mind you, the biggest Smash tournament has happened uh, over the last two weeks uh, the biggest smash tournament that's ever been held oh really in terms of entry yep
0: alright was yeah, it in person or nah, um, nah, nah, nah. online oh. Soak, the
1: Soak series Invitational by Critical okay yeah, Critical ran his own oh, uh, cool. and it had 4,000 he, he set two records he had 4,000 participants enter and he had the most banned participants in a day which was 2,000 wow yeah. wow
0: 2,000 yeah, yeah. buddy Sakurai would have been fanning those servers at HQ. Holy <laughs> <Probably> shit! <should. Yeah. laughs> like we need to up this price from you know forty bucks or something. Jesus.
1: And I mean, and I mean, this was all from the guy that was like, "What's up, everybody? It's Critical." Oh yeah. I'm playing Bear Simulator 2015. Let's do this shit. <laughs> you know, this is from that guy. He went and he went and held a big old tourney, and it it just exploded. And uh, it was co-hosted by Alpharad. Uh, yeah, biggest Smash turning that's come up.
0: Wow, yeah, cool. I, I hadn't even heard about it yeah, to be honest. Same.
1: Yeah, no, that's the thing. I didn't either until um, you know I sort of read about it the other day. It was just the biggest online invitational that they've done, and uh, yeah, I guess you know when you've when you've only got a select amount of people that turn up for Evo and stuff like that. And I suppose it's just anybody could chuck their entry online, so they just went and did it. Cool. cool. Yeah,
2: I have been awesome. looking into that more. Yeah.
1: Yeah, we should have compete, Bryce. Uh, I would have, but you know, most of those people would have been stateside. So
0: imagine the lag. Yeah, I, I was joking. I was get. I'll get my ass kicked like so bad. I wouldn't be leaving my house. <laughs> I watched
1: the Mario combo actually in in the in the highlight video that he put out. It was like an hour and thirty minutes long or something. That's a big combo. <laughs> no. <laughs> Yes <laughs> Around 30
2: minutes Mario like, combo, A like, million percent just Stop
0: juggling me
1: <laughs> <laughs> Oh It was a dirty Mario combo But unfortunately It did not end in a kill But it was uh. just Absolutely nuts I think he did 70% And then he went to do The final Like Forward uh, forward, forward aerial A Went bang Hit the stage floor instead of like going off the uh. edge. It was so close, but my God, it was so clean. I'd never seen a, a cleaner Mario combo. You need to work on your moves, boy. Uh, like I said, I'll get my ass kicked, don't you?
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, as far as the Mario Party stuff, I guess they can uh, talk about it over on a Platinum Explosion that uh, Mario Party's coming for the PS5 yep. this week. So <laughs> no,
1: no, no, God, I don't know how many times I have to say it again. It's PlayStation All-Stars Board, uh, board Game Royale. Yeah, there you go. PlayStation All-Stars Board
0: Game Royale. That's what's coming on the PlayStation. I can't wait. Mm -hmm. I'm getting an Xbox, I think. Um. (laughs) (laughs) I've changed my mind. (laughs) Yeah, I changed my mind right then. All right, everybody. Thank you very much for listening to the House of Mario episode 144. If you like the show, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or go to the website and share us via Recast where you can share us on social media via a little clip. And Bryce, how did you do that with your glasses without touching them? I'm, wow, that was that was. I am incredible, and I'm glad I distracted you from your message. You did. It's I wish just, people could see simple. that. It's just simple. just like just lifted his forehead and his glasses lifted with it. Yeah. So you can find me on Twitter at iDruby. You can find the show at the House of Myra Sheamus. If someone was looking for you, where could they find you? Um, well, my address is 183. Oh, wait, you mean online
2: thing, right, right?
0: Do you keep your windows open? Um, do you lock your back some, door?
2: Uh, you know,
1: do you hide your kids? Do you hide your wife? <laughs> I don't have kids, so yes. Uh, Do you hide your wife? Do you hide your husband? I, I go go now, guys. <laughs> They're looking for <laughs> everyone out here.
2: You can find me on Twitter, <laughs> at Seamus Mullins. Uh, yeah, that's that's pretty much it, yeah.
0: Bryce, what about you, my friend?
1: And I've been Revan.
0: And you can find an invite to our Discord server in the show notes below. I always say below, but it really isn't below on a podcast guess on some apps it is sometimes you just swipe to notes and it comes up that way so yeah, it's like yeah. it's like on top of it really yeah remember so, the old additive of
1: youtube is like going through that transition of like down the bottom from like to from uh what was it the sidebar it's like oh you can click the links on the sidebar and then all of a sudden you know you look back on those videos these days it's like you can click the links in the sidebar and it's like oh well yeah you're just pointing to like other it's videos fucking, on yeah. other channels yeah. <laughs> It's <just> like oh <laughs> look at this that other, was their plan all along
0: <laughs> look at this other content creator I'll click on. It's pretty sad, actually. That's a bit sad. <laughs> yeah. And uh, thank you very much to our very first Patreon producer, uh, Luke. Thank you very much for your support over on Patreon. And absolutely. Thank you very much. I can't say much more than that. It's very much yeah. appreciated. Mhm. One hundred percent. And this week's Nintendo jukebox is the Luigi's Mansion theme <gasps> in brackets from Luigi's Mansion. and it's by I was expecting something a lot more (laughs) extravagant than that I like I saw that
1: Luigi's Mansion theme from Luigi's Mansion I thought thought it was going to be like Luigi's Mansion in brackets lo-fi hip-hop mega mix or some (laughs) shit (laughs) no
0: because it is from the uh, 8-bit big band which is really cool does really nice renditions of video game music so until next week the doors to the house of Mario are closed. I've got it real real quiet. That's embarrassing. <laughs> there we go. The door the door gets jammed sometimes, you know what I mean? Alright guys. Catch you later.